Hey, film fans, I'm Jackie Lynn here with Dave Demris with our latest podcast production, Was It That Bad? The show where we watch movies with a bad rap, but actually might be worth a watch. We're getting into the Halloween spirit over here, and we watched Halloween 3 this week. It's part of the Halloween franchise, but it's the only film not to, fin- not to feature the famous villain, Michael Myers. Instead, it's the only standalone movie in the series that follows a doctor turned detective trying to solve the mystery behind a lunatic mask maker. Our guest tonight is Nate Reynolds. Welcome to the show, Nate. Hey, Jackie. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get started. Halloween 3. Was it that bad? I don't think so. I This is my favorite horror franchise, um, the Halloween franchise. And Halloween 3 originally was supposed to be part of an anthology. So after Halloween 2, John Carpenter, the director of Halloween 1, said he was done with the Michael Myers character. And the intention was to have a new movie come out every Halloween as an anthology series. And when you think of some of the big anthologies in horror history, like the Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, American Horror Story, uh, the intentions were really good. But what they didn't count on was the, the backlash from fans who really loved Michael Myers and were saying, what the hell is this? A Halloween movie without without Myers in it because there's no there's no Jaws movie without a shark, no Nightmare on Elm Street movie without Freddy, so on and so forth. I think this movie on its own on its own is fine. It doesn't. It's not. It's not the worst film in the world. It's not the great greatest film in the world. I think the biggest um, argument from people who are pro Halloween three is that it's a good standalone movie, but if you take away Halloween, are we even talking about this movie today? And I don't think we are. It's from 1983. It's a movie about um, a maniac who wants to kill all the world's children with Halloween masks. So it's probably something out of our subconscious at this point. It only lives on because it's part of a, a major Halloween franchise. Nate, I know from our conversations that you were not a fan of this film. So tell me why what what didn't you like about it so yeah to me this movie is very similar to the 90s bulls franchise like halloween it's on a goat level right here we can talk about it but when you think about the 90s bulls nobody ever wants to talk about the year that jordan came back and lost to the magic in the first round and i feel like halloween 3 is similar to that or hey we're just not going to talk about this movie like never even happened so yeah, the ninety the ninety four team that lost to the Magic, and when Jordan returned, so that that's your, that's how you feel about Halloween three. Yeah, honestly, like I mean, I'm a fan of bad movies, and I like bad movies sometimes. You know, they're fun to watch. This to me, I was upset by the production quality. You know what I mean? Like they tried to make it good, but it was still just so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jackie, what were your what were your thoughts? Um, so I tried to go into this with an open mind. Um, I really approached it with caution because I am not a big horror movie fan. This is not my genre whatsoever, but I gave it a chance. And um, this is the only Halloween movie that I've seen 
or, or no, I'm sorry. I've only seen Halloween one. So I really tried to treat this as a standalone film. So I wasn't judging it against the series or with the Michael Myers bias. And um, luckily I bypassed my reservations and despite some of the disturbing kills and imagery that got, got through that, <laughs> it wasn't too freaky, but um, like you said, Nate, it was kind of a product of its time, not really great production quality, clearly very low budget, very plain, ultimately pretty cheesy, although I have to say the plot to kill kids is pretty fucking disturbing. So... <laughs> And we'll talk, we'll talk about some of the production quality when we talk about favorite scenes and, and all that. But some of these deaths, the deaths in the movie, there, and there are a lot, some of them are just like, are comical. I think of the first death initially with the one henchman and he, it looks like he gets tapped by a car and then he makes like a weird face and then just drops dead. Um, there's the other one where the, the guy, he squeezes the, the old man, he squeezes his eyes. Yep. And he, he just dies. So what did he do there? Was that, was that the kiss of the dragon or something? Was, yeah. I, was, I heard I was, were, he was crushing his skull. Yeah. Through his, yeah. Or... I was annoyed because the first death, it's the, yeah, the car comes and it kills him. Dude, the car was like eight feet away, at least by the guy, by the time the guy <laughs> sees it. And he just doesn't even flinch. He just basically sits there and gets killed. And then the second kill they're talking about in the hospital like, I felt like that was like the little kids, like, ah, I got your nose type of thing, but it killed me. So I never <laughs> seen anybody got killed by the old, I got your nose prank, you know? On the second viewing, I was kind of just following him, uh, the guy's, the character's name, the character Harry, when he goes to the hospital, he had the Halloween mask in his hands the whole time. Yeah. No, <laughs> no doctor said, you know, we can take this for you. We'll give it to you on your way out or anything. Well, I but think that- he said later on, he was like, oh, yeah, because he was talking to the daughter and he said, oh, yeah, he had the Halloween mask in his hands. He wouldn't let it go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was just, just a lot really of a lot of ridiculous bad. storytelling. Some of the special effects are obviously really dated. But I feel like even in 1983, when this was made, that they probably could have done a little bit better with the production value. I'll be honest. I had a little bit of hope because it's like, you know, you watch a movie, clearly they're setting something up when it got to the point where we're at the motel. And uh, I think her name was Ellie. Uh, what was, was the neighbor though? Was it like Deborah? March. 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 Yeah. March. That death I thought was kind of cool. Like <laughs> the way her face like kind of melted or whatever. And then the ant or the tarantula, whatever it was crawled out. I was like, Hey, for 1983, that's not that bad. And I was like, all right, maybe, maybe this will be something. And it just really never went anywhere for me. Like, I mean, they call it season of the witches. Did you see any witches in the movie? Really? I don't think so. I felt like I was watching like Blair Witch Project. Like, where's the witch? Where is one it? of the masks, I guess, because one of the masks was the, they had the three masks. One was the skull, the, the pumpkin and, and the witch. Yeah, I guess that, that was the closest thing we saw to a witch in the movie. I they kind of lost me when they started going into like ancient witchcraft. They were talking about Stonehenge. Yeah. And at that point, I, I just kind of checked out of all the mythology with it. Yeah, it, it was very incomplete to me. Oh, God, Can I add on to that? Sorry. Absolutely. Sure. Um, the writer, Tommy Lee Wallace, was asked, he's like, what's the connection between Stonehenge, Ireland, robots, laser beams, bugs that both melt mm-hmm. flesh and produce and conjure creepy things and snakes from a human body? And his entire response was, it's, it's magic, man. 
<laughs> and then we're going back to the Bull series. Yeah, the magic yeah. is like, hey, this never happened. To me, I thought that this script might have been a Mad Lib. You know, <laughs> just filled in some magic world. Like, yeah, we got witches, like you said, like Ireland. We got, you know, mass. We got a doctor. Like, and it just it felt like a Mad Lib. And it was like, hey, how can we all can we bring this like all together? And obviously, the reception to this not having a Michael Myers in in a Halloween movie was so bad that they were kind of, I guess, and this was pre pre social media. Yeah. But they were essentially bullied into bringing Myers back in the franchise for the remainder of the films. And we're still getting Halloween films today. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Thank you. for that. Honestly, when I was a kid, I like, I love the Halloween franchise. I love it. One of my fears as a kid was that I wouldn't live old enough to see how the series ended, you know? And this was the first time that I actually ever saw this movie because I knew it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. I really had no interest. And I'm just glad as like a young kid, I had, good instincts like that yeah this was what's your guys what's your horror franchise i know everybody some people are freddy kids some people were jason people i was always a myers guy i was where you were a halloween jackie what were you i was a, i was a nothing this you were is, nothing <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the few horror movies i've seen i appreciate them but i'm really selective because i seriously value my sleep so much and some things will keep me up at night so i i found some i found a couple reviews that stood out to me and and in retro in hindsight here this one star review that i found i think it might have been written by nate (laughs) it's it says this movie came pre-packaged with halloween 2 for free i don't want to watch it i'm not going to watch it one star Hey, it's it's nice to know if my soulmate's still out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a, here's another one. Ten stars from an IMDb user who was really enthusiastic about this movie. It says, I wish I could give this movie 12 stars. The soundtrack is excellent. The acting is perfect. There are some dumb scenes in this movie, yeah. But what movie doesn't have dumb scenes? I bought the DVD and I can't wait to buy the Blu-ray. Ten stars. How often you get the quote Rick James? That's something. <laughs> that's passion right there. That's that's a passionate fan that's, of H three. That's crazy, honestly. So I saw a trailer that was only forty six seconds long, and for, was, for this, yeah, and it was forty six seconds of just like the the witch mask and the and the the, the like you know the what was it the whatever the the company there's a, is that there's you, a witch, a pumpkin, and a skull. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the whip, but you know, like the little loop, the song that they had, and it was 46 seconds of that, and then just, (laughs) and that's really it. And it was, it was just so vague. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, if I was a marketing team, and they're like, hey, here's our movie, like go ahead and market it. And I watched that, I'd be like, yep, can't you can't use any scenes from the movie. Zero seconds of this is marketable. We're just gonna have to do something else. And I feel like that's what they did. I don't know if either of you have seen the the trailer for the the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. But oh, actually, okay. sorry. But there's a scene in the in the trailer where they show three kids, and it looks like one of those like little merry-go-rounds, yeah. and it shows three kids, and they they look like they're dead, and they have the three masks on, so they're paying a little <sighs> homage to H three in in the new one, which I can't wait to, which I'll be there probably opening day for because I didn't catch it. Um, yeah, yeah, really, I I've noticed that almost right away, and that so they get they show the three masks in the the H three trailer. Or the Halloween Kills trailer. 
do you think that'll be part of the film or was it was it just an homage to it it was just an homage i don't think they're tying back with any of these characters all right um we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll talk about our favorite scenes favorite scenes i've got a few written here i'll i'll start um so dan and ellie driving into santa mira i just thought i thought that was a, a really good scene it kind of foreshadowed that something something is wrong with this town they yeah. walk in and you see the gas station attendant he's just staring at them there was a random guy just it looked like he was in a hallway none of these people are moving there were a couple of women working at the bank there's a man at the grocery store and they're all just awkwardly staring at dan and ellie as they're driving into town i, I thought it, it was in broad daylight too i thought this was just like a really creepy scene and i, th- I thought it was i thought it was a good part of the movie yeah that really set the tone there and give give it that creepy edge to it and i agree with the people just just staring it was weird and it, it lets you know like some, something's off here something's off mm-hmm. yeah nate what'd you think of that scene um yeah no i i do remember that scene i remember writing down santa Clara. i also remember i, I looked at it because the gas prices were a dollar 32 and i was like oh wow that must be nice you know? <laughs> I didn't notice it. I did. Yeah. That's one of the things that stood out to me. I, I, I always look at that in movies too, and, and I was like, wow, what, what a great time. Yeah. 1983. If only I was driving and not two years old at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackie, do you have a, any scenes that you liked? You know, Nate kind of already touched on it earlier. I'll call it the laser mouth scene <laughs> where Marge was electrocuted. Um, even though that was pretty gory. And I had to look away the first time I watched it. Um, that, that it kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. And I think it was one of the creepiest kills in the movie. Um, and it was just really funny because she gets her face blown off. And then uh, Dan and Ellie are having sex while this is happening. <laughs> and Ellie's like, did you hear that? Or she goes, what was that? And Dan goes, who cares? <laughs> right. There's nothing. <laughs> just like a spider or tarantula coming out of this lady's blown off face. And yeah. then the gas station guy is like, she'll get the best care money can buy. Like, yeah, I don't know if there's any medical insurance that's that's going to cover that. Yeah, no, that was that's definitely really my favorite scene, and that that was that was really like you know I watched it and it was corny, you know, like honestly the beginning of the movie there was like laser shooting and it was a bunch of weird sounds, and then it was like as if lasers could scratch a chalkboard, you know what I mean? <laughs> I felt like it was good foreshadowing for like just the dumpster fire that was Halloween three. But that one scene gave me a little bit of hope. And I was like, okay, like maybe this is going to go somewhere. And I feel like that was all their budget was like that one scene. That's how they sold the movie and everything else. It just like filled in. From uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Nate, did you have any scenes that, you, that stood out to you? That I mean, that was the main scene to me. But if I was watching it as like, hey, I'm judging this movie as is it any good? That would be the one scene to me. But if I was judging a movie as it's a bad movie, yeah, there's a couple of scenes like the drunk hobo guy that comes up and he's like, hey, I don't have any diseases. Can I get a drink? And and then he's like, complaining and he's like, oh, they don't hire a local boy like me. I just thought it was hysterical, like just an alcoholic complaining that he didn't get a job. Like even if it wasn't some sketchy movie and they're like doing something crazy, trying to kill a bunch of kids. Clearly, you don't deserve to be employed. And then what? also a scene where uh, Dr. Chalice or whatever, he just 
gripped both of his hands and did like a no, like, oh no, but it was just, it was the corniest, you know, like (laughs) some of the acting was just so bad that it was brilliant. You know what I mean? I'll follow. I'll uh, I'll circle back to the the drunk scene. Uh, the 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 character's name in that movie, uh, Starker, and he, he's just belligerent drunk. And we we've all been in bars where we just see that guy at like one forty five in the morning that's had one too many. But at, at one point he 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 just he's like, "Hey, Cochran, fuck you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about how he's gonna get a case of Molotov cocktails, and he said yeah. it's the last Halloween for him. And then when you know, when you see Doctor Chalice pan away, and this guy's just walking by himself, you know he's dead, like uh, right away. Goner. And, and I just have get... a question: I don't know, like what, like a Molotov cocktail? Is that gasoline or is that actual alcohol that you like light on fire and throw? You know, I, have I was like, that guy would never waste alcohol ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no way. I don't know the 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 chemistry that goes into Molotov cocktails. I haven't thrown Probably one at a building in like two years. Yeah. I would have... <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to refresh, but um, fun little tidbit on that one. So he walks off and he gets his head like clean ripped off of his head. Oh yeah. Um, the actor who rips his head off, the guy's name is Dick Warlock. He's an actor slash stuntman, and he was actually the guy who played Michael Myers in Halloween too. Oh wow. Yeah. And wow. another because we were talking about the misfire scene with uh, Marge. She died. The actress's name. And that was uh, Garn Stevens and her and the uh, Tom Atkins, who played Dr. Chalice there at the time of this filming, they were married in real life. Yeah. Oh, wow. another, another little so bit of trivia. I noticed. Um, so it was written and directed by a guy, Tommy Lee Wallace. Yep. Who I would have thought this is a career killer, you know, but he later went on to direct it. Yeah. 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 The, 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 first, the made for TV one. Yeah. And um, John Carpenter I thought it was funny how it said produced by John Carpenter, but he was like the second one down. Like he didn't even really want to be associated with it, but they're paying him to be a part of it. So he nope. had to be on the credit, you know? Yep. He's just, they're cutting checks to him. Yeah. But yeah, good one. Um, Robot Ellie. When we, at the end of the movie, I just thought that was a really like ridiculous and kind of like funny scene. Yeah. And, but it was, it was weird because she was with him presumably when he killed all the silver shamrock henchmen and she was just like sitting there with him. She didn't think to stop him. She waited until they got in the car. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's plot holes everywhere in this. It's like, honestly, it was like, you know, school projects due at 9am and they all just sat down overnight and just got it. And they're like, "Eh, let's turn it in. We'll see what we get. Yeah. You know, and Tommy Lee Wallace, apparently I know we'll get to what the, according to the internet, says later but tommy lee wallace um had would not commit to an answer whether ellie was human or right. just always a robot yeah i think that it was, was amb- really a little clear. ambiguous but it was went from the time where i i on my second rewatch i was i was looking for this he when he took her off the gurney i don't think she said a word the rest of the movie yeah. so some somewhere mm-hmm. in between their their capture I don't know if they I don't know if she died because we didn't see a body, mm-hmm. but they they made a robot Ellie somewhere. So it's possible she was a robot the whole time. We that's kind of a, up to the viewer, I guess. Yeah. Like the ending is also up to the viewer. Um, I thought it was just kind of funny. How did Dr. Chalice know the number to the 
major TV studios to get them to take a- <laughs> <laughs> And like they're just going to listen to some random, <laughs> you know? Yeah, can you All imagine? Right, sure, he sounds credible. He can said- you imagine calling like NBC on a Sunday night for Sunday night football and be like, yeah, you have to take the game off the air. Yeah. Okay, okay sir. Yeah, you, you cannot run this sponsor. <laughs> sure, man. We'll take that off right now. And I don't know if the viewers are going to hear this because we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but you gave this movie a six. I, I did. I did. And you gave it a th- you gave it a three, right? If I'm being generous, because I know there's a little bit like you can go lower. You know what I mean? You can have a movie <laughs> that's worse. But, and like I said this before, man, I, I, I honestly think if you guys are going to have a podcast about movies, you have a social responsibility to the viewers. If I heard a movie <laughs> a six, I might watch it. No, don't watch this movie. I'm telling you, man. Like and I said this before, I think like, you know, like if I'm drunk and there's a five, like I'll fuck a five if I'm drunk. I won't watch this movie if I'm drunk. That's why it's not five. It may be a two. <laughs> You know, like, I just, I don't know how much worse it could really be. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it could be worse. I, I, I don't think this is the worst movie in the Halloween franchise. I think the, the two, I think Halloween Resurrection and Rob Zombie's second, I thought were way worse. Like, give me this one over those uh, any day. Uh, What's your, um, Jackie, I know you've said you only saw the original, but Nate, have you seen, have you seen all the Halloween movies? Um, I mean, I've seen all of the originals, and I, I haven't seen, I guess, the Rob Zombie second one. Okay, don't <laughs> skip that one. But what's okay. what's your fa- take away the original? What's your what's your favorite? I guess maybe four. Okay, like four's good. I like four. Yeah, four is pretty good, and it's it's almost strange to me because like Halloween two ends off, and like. I mean, if you're watching Halloween 2 and then you're transitioning to Halloween 3, you're like, how did we get here? And then knowing that Halloween 4 exists, so like Michael Myers actually isn't dead, but I guess you leave Halloween 2 thinking that he is, and that's kind of where they went with that. And then they brought him back, so I don't really know. But it was just, it was strange to me that like Halloween 2 ends the way it does, and then they just go right into Halloween 3, and then just it ends that way, and we go into Halloween 4, and it's just, it's very it's very strange going from two to four yeah jackie did you have any other scenes that that was it okay one thing one little nitpick i had at the end when uh dr chalice is screaming to the network you have to take the commercial off the air he has like three kids right in front of him with the masks on yep <laughs> he could have ripped them off their head he didn't think like he didn't faces. think like hey you little shit get over here and <laughs> rip and the I, mask off and then continue yelling on the with the producer of with the ceo of nbc or whoever he was talking yeah, to at the time yeah. i was just taking his from like a gas station phone booth or something yeah but yeah i thought that too and i mean i guess i could argue like priorities like hey saving the masses versus saving the few but yeah he's just knowing what's going to happen they're just right there and he's just watching it happen yeah but he could have had one phone in the hand the, the other hand just you know taking the yanking the the skull and the pumpkin and the witch mask off yeah the three kids directly in front of him i thought i thought there was a unique a unique dynamic with this movie where it's not often that the protagonist like i kind of hated dr chalice you know like he was a creep he was a little bit yeah he was a huge creep i mean (laughs) at first i thought he was married like when you get to that scene where he drops off the mask for the kids i thought he was married at that point and then he's in the Mm -hmm. hospital and he's like slapping the ass of the nurse. <laughs> right? 
he literally tried to fuck every girl he could in that movie. Yep. And he was a creep about yes. it the time. And he's a protagonist. It's like, <laughs> it's hard to root for the people who are mass murdering children, but I was kind of rooting for that side. <laughs> yeah. And a funny, funny tidbit. I don't know if uh, Nate, you picked up on this. The, the actress, uh, Nancy Loomis, who played his wife in the movie, she was, she was also Annie in Halloween one. One oh, of uh, that up, yeah, yeah. She was she was in the original. She played one of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's friends, and she was also married to Tommy Lee Wallace, the director of this movie at the time. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming they got divorced, and this might have been the reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this movie might have ended marriages and lives and friendships, and that's why it deserves less than a six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, according to the internet, so I, I got a couple of these. A lot of these that I had, we kind of talked about already. Um, the scene where Dr. Chalice is, um, he throws his mask onto the camera. They wanted to make that look authentic. So it took literally 40 takes for him to get the mask onto the camera. Wow. Because wow. I remember yeah. writing a note that like he did it with his feet. I'm like, come on. His <laughs> feet. Yeah, he did. He just chucked it up with his feet. I mean, am I wrong about that? Yeah, it was it was it was impressive. So I guess it probably would take around 40 takes to, to yeah. get that right. Yeah. Um, either of you have anything you found? Oh, I did think it was interesting that um, Stacey Nelkin, the actress who played Ellie, she was actually recommended by a makeup artist and got the part the same day that she read for the role. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think I yeah, it didn't really seem like they, they put a lot of thought into the, the casting here because she really didn't act much further after this. Yeah, I mean, these are all the ingredients for a terrible movie, like everything you're telling me. Hired on the spot? What kind of job hires you on the spot? Like, <laughs> it's not like she killed it. It's not like she was impressive. It was just like, hey, are you willing to do this movie? Like, are you available these days? Sure. <laughs> here, Here's the lead in a major franchise film. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone picked up on this and no one's mentioned it yet, but the voice in in Santa Mira where they're saying curfew, curfew, everyone into their homes, that yeah. was Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, no. Wow. I didn't pick that up. But yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually I posted it on I posted the scene on our Instagram free plug for our Instagram. Was it that bad pod on Instagram? Yeah. But yeah, I posted it was like a 10 second clip, but yeah, that was Jamie Lee Curtis. I got her for her paycheck for that was, or if it was like a contractual obligation. You wonder know? if it's like Vin Diesel's like, I am group check. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, I have a fun ahead. one. Go ahead. Oh. Um, apparently Tommy Lee Wallace wanted all red haired actors to play the Android henchmen. Yes. I read this as well. Instead, he... they just got a bunch of extras. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, we cannot find any gingers. So <laughs> here's what you get. So random. Yeah. Right. Or... How bad does a movie have to be? You can't even cast gingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all you have to take all this in consideration when you're giving your out of a 10 score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one I had was the scenes with uh teddy who played the uh, forensics person um yeah. 
and Dr. Chalice calls her a couple of times throughout the film. They actually added those in later because in the original scenes, it was just Dr. Chalice talking on the phone and we didn't see the other person on, we didn't see the person on the other end. So they added those scenes later, including the one where she dies getting a drill to the head. So those were all added after the fact. Yeah, that, that was a good choice to add her into that phone conversation because that, that would be weird with just him talking to himself all the time. I guess. Right. I agree. And I'm sorry, this just keeps going back into my ingredients for a bad movie where, like, they get to the end of the movie and they're like, oh, this doesn't make sense. We have to shoot a couple more scenes. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, even, like, they're ripping people's heads off, but they couldn't show the drill go through. Like, they just did a little back shot where you could see, like, the desk and it's just her her feet stopped shaking. And there was no there was no blood either. You would think, like, blood would splatter all over the place, but you didn't you didn't see any blood or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that was definitely all, an afterthought. Definitely. Okay. That was all I had for according to the internet. The rest that I had, we, we talked about already. Mm-hmm. Either of you have anything to add? I've got one. Good. Uh, in reality, the film Halloween from 1978 was broadcast on NBC at 9 p.m. on Sunday, October 31st, 1982. Really? All right, kinda, that's fun. Sorry, you said it was Sunday the 31st or Saturday? Sunday. The Sunday night movie. That's kind of weird because isn't in the movie like the big day is Saturday at 9 p.m. <laughs> so like they could have done it at Saturday at 9 p.m. And they messed that up too somehow. I know this was another according to the internet, but I, I just forgot to write down. But these masks were available for purchase. It, they made They made them in order to promote the film. And the masks, right. according, and this is according to the internet, so it might not be true, but they apparently they sold really well. Honestly, it feels like it's the other way around, where they made the masks and then they made the movie to sell the masks. Maybe, maybe the masks <laughs> made more than the movie did. Honestly, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, those were kind of like the hokiest masks too. Like, I don't think those would hold up today. Um, and maybe this is just a segue into the the next. Thing. Do we already do what doesn't hold up? Oh, I'm sorry. We could. Do, we, I mean, we kind of talked about it with uh, Doctor Chalice. He's he's basically groping oh, right. every every woman he comes into contact with. Right. Right. <laughs> that okay, if. Then, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'll just reset there. Uh, the, I don't think the masks would hold up today. I don't think kids would want to buy those masks. I don't think that would be realistic. I don't even think kids watch commercials these days. My kids like freak out when I make them watch live television. So why do you think kids wouldn't want to wear the masks today? Because they're ugly or because they turn their heads into a pile of maggots? Um, <laughs> I think because they're just plain and they're basic. <laughs> All right. But the, but the maggots is okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> the maggots they're is really- also in the, in the, cons column <laughs> if, they, if they had Fortnite, well, nobody wants their head to turn into maggots but no i mean but people bought the the masks when this came out right yeah. i mean they didn't care about the maggots <laughs> yeah no i'm i mean snakes are cool like we get a free pet snake <laughs> we get a free pet snake out of this yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you don't need a babysitter so win-win <laughs> all right um i think we'll segue into trivia so i think Jack, I have one. You have one, Jackie? I do. Okay. Let me get it. Do you want to go first? All right. Would you like me to start? Sure. 
Okay, since we were talking about the masks, there is an original pumpkin mask with a silver shamrock chip on it on eBay currently. What is the what is this priceless artifact going for? Uh, I can give you multiple choice, or we can. Who's it going to first? Right. Um, you can go ahead, Dave. All right. Well, all right. We'll order the choices. Um, A is $99, B, $700, or C, $495. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to hope I'm right and say the first one, was it $99? Okay, Nate, what do you think? I feel like uh, you went high and low. $495 sounds like a real eBay type of price. I'm going to go with $495. Okay, Nate, you got it right. $495. Yes, in this this description written in all caps. So it's very legit. <laughs> this mask is stunningly detailed and one of the <laughs> scariest and creepiest masks ever conceived. It's the pumpkin mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly feel like by the marketing team of Halloween 3. Yeah, that was definitely Tommy Lee Wallace wrote that description. <laughs> Yeah, he's like you could just memo me at Tommy Wu. Tommy Wu. <laughs> I feel like any of us could walk into a party fair right now for like four ninety nine, four dollars and ninety nine cents, not four hundred ninety nine dollars, and get one of those pumpkin masks. Yeah, in any party fair. All right. So my trivia question: I, I'm gonna. Jackie said she only saw Halloween one, so I don't know if you'll get this one. Okay. Um, so I'll I'll lead off with Nate, and maybe Jackie could steal it. So this was the Halloween franchise was actually, I believe, the first franchise to kind of feature a multiverse in terms of we go through many different timelines, including Halloween three. How many different timelines did we go through in the Halloween franchise? I guess I would say three. Okay. Total. All right, Jackie. I'm just going to throw five out there. Jackie, good guess. There are oh. five. All right. Sweet. Sweet. So I'll, I'll I'll cite them all here. So we go Halloween one, two. We obviously skip for three. And then four through six is its own storyline. So one, two, four to six is, is its own storyline. Uh, so that's one. Then we obviously go three, which is a standalone film. So that's two. When they made Halloween H20, in 1998 with Jamie Lee Curtis's return to the franchise, they ignored four through six. So it went one, two, H2O, and then Halloween Resurrection, which came in 2002. So that was its own franchise. That was its own. And it was, uh, I can't talk. That was its own uh, timeline. Then we had Rob Zombies, two Halloween films, Rob Zombies one and two. And now we are currently the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, which hits theaters in October, and then Halloween Ends, which comes out next year. So it's five separate timelines. You got all that? Oh, that's a lot of timelines. <laughs> it's it's a lot. And I'm sure somewhere down the line we'll get six, seven, eight, because I don't see this franchise ever going anywhere. Well, I guess uh, I'll, I'll do a quick trivia for Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Okay, yeah. How much is gas in 1983 in, uh, what was it, Mira? I know you said a dollar something. Was it a dollar twenty-five? Dollar thirty-two. 
All right. Oh. Still, still good. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take one more break, and then we'll talk about something good we watched this week. All right, and we're back. Uh, Nate had to step away for a minute, so Jackie, you and I will just do this part of the show. Jackie, what's something good you watched this week? Well, you know, on a significantly lighter note, uh, my husband and I started watching Ted Lasso, and it has been such a fun contrast to watch amidst dramas and marvel shows lately yes if you have if you haven't seen it it's a show about an american football coach who's recruited to coach a european football aka soccer team and this character ted lasso is so quirky positive and talkative that you just can't help but like him um in doses <laughs> yeah there's there's a twist though um once you've thoroughly fallen in love with this sweet character you find out that the odds are even more against him and i haven't laughed at a show this much for a long time uh jason De- sudeikis is perfect for the role and he just goes all in um it's on apple tv um i'm really impressed with their lineup lately and all these good things i'm hearing are true so far i'm getting really spoiled by all this good production quality lately (laughs) it's really apple is really five dollars a month and yeah i'm on ted lasso i I think i've been on ted lasso trying to on a soapbox about it for a while trying to get people to watch it it's just really like it's not like it's not like a groundbreaking show it's just a really the best way to describe it is it's a really nice show it's just nice yeah it's 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 really funny, really well done. The perform Jason Sudeikis is great, and all the performers are great. Um, I think my second favorite character in that is Roy Kent. He's just really funny. He's the he's the the um, team captain, right? Yes, the the older guy who's kind of on yes. his way out. And he's, he's hilarious. Really good in that show. So I, so stoic and strong, but he just has so much buried there. How about it? you? What were what were you watching? Um, so I watched uh, also on Apple. I, I think we're good. Apple needs to sponsor us because we're just we're promoting all of their programming. Yes. Um, so I watched an Apple original movie called Coda over the weekend. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's about um, a family. It's a, a daughter and a son, and their mom and dad. And the daughter is the only one in the family who can hear. So the rest of the family is deaf, and it just goes. The girl. The, the actress who plays the girl, her name is Amelia Jones. And I don't know if you watched uh, Lock and Key on Netflix. Mm-mm. Okay, but she's the lead in that show. That was a really popular show. Came out like February 2020, like right before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. she was the lead in that. And she plays the daughter. Marley Matlin plays the mom. And it's just them, you know, she's trying to have her own life, but her family really needs her because she's the only one who can interpret for them. And it's just, it's a real, like, like Ted Lasso it's just it's a it's a really nice movie that was uh it's it was heartwarming and it was about an hour and 50 minutes so not too long um it was was really enjoyable I liked it a lot oh I'm really glad to hear that was a warmer movie I was a little hesitant about it that it might um might be kind of kind of sad or a downer but I'm really happy to hear that review yeah yeah and also um to keep on Apple Apple cut the check um 
We're here, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> I'm watching uh, Mr. Corman, which is an, an Apple show that just premiered last week. And that's with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He uh, wrote it, directed it, and stars in it. And he plays an elementary school teacher who is kind of just uh, middle-aged and unhappy with some of the decisions he's made in his life to get to this point. And it just shows like his day-to-day struggles with depression and interacting with the people in his life. And it's, it's um, we talked about two really nice shows. This one's uh, kind of, kind of depressing, but you want to see where it goes at the same time because the performances are really good. And I, I enjoy it so far. And that's also on Apple. You know, I've had my eye on Joseph Gordon-Levitt for such a long time, and it's really, it's been fun watching him grow as an actor and a writer and director as well. It's yeah, been so, great to see his path. Yeah, so this is another one I recommend, and we probably uh, suggest Apple shows all day, but no, <laughs> no more until they Venmo me. Okay, all right, we're going to hold it to him. All right. Well, Nate, it was it was great uh, talking to you today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. Anything you want to plug or any any place people can follow you? Um, I mean, I'm going to be on a podcast called Bearded Betters. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, get in touch with you if you want to drop that link. That's about yeah. sports betting. Um, and I know we talked recently. I'm going to be out in Vegas soon and uh, I'm going to be pursuing comedy poker and trying to do my thing. So. All right. Nothing really specific to plug, but hopefully in the future. Cool, man. And definitely have you back on here. It was good good oh, talking man. to you. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot more fun than watching the movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DDEM2000. And I'm also on another podcast uh, called It's the Jacket, where we are reviewing every episode of The Sopranos. We've recorded our first two so that's going pretty well. Uh, my friend Anthony and I are doing that podcast and we're having a good time with it. Um, you could follow the Instagram for that one at it's the jacket pod. Jackie. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Jackie Lynn, L-Y-N-N 99.5. And uh, you can also join our conversation of all things film and television in the Facebook group movie and television talk we're at almost what 20 posts a day i think we have over a thousand members now um so feel free to join the chatter and uh, you can also find our show on instagram or twitter at was it that bad pod all one word um please follow us and keep an eye out for our next episode on apple spotify or pocket or pocket cast yeah, we're on Pocket Cast. I think we're on Google Podcasts now too. So we've we've we're on a we're on a few different platforms. And uh, what movie are we doing next, Jackie? We're doing Karate Kid Three. Yeah, excited for that one. So that was that was good. Nate, what are your thought? Quick thoughts on Halloween? Uh, Karate Kid Three. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen it, so I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty uh pretty much where I stand. <laughs> like, <laughs> good, I probably would have, right? <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, all these bad movies you told me, I'm like, yeah, I've never seen any of them. So they all. (laughs) Well, some of them I I didn't see. Our first episode we did Roadhouse, and I had never seen that one. So anytime I get it, and I I enjoyed that, but maybe you wouldn't have. I don't know. But 
I mean, I just know the Family Guy references, so I'll probably enjoy <laughs> that. All right. Well, Nate, Jackie, good talk as always. Um, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye.